Welcome to Hey Dad, Can You Talk? My name is Bailey Garner. I'm a wife, I'm a mom, and I struggle just like everybody else. And when I'm struggling, I call my dad. And I don't know about you, but I could use some encouragement right now. So let's call dad and see what he has to say. Hey, B. Hey, dad. What you doing? You know, just sitting here with my eyes closed waiting for your phone call. (laughs) Were you about to fall asleep on me? I knew it took me a little longer. Bailey, I'm old. I'm old. It's it's uh, seven fifty, and the countdown as to when can I go to bed and not feel like I'm a hundred has already begun. <laughs> you know, I'm not as old, and I feel the same way. So you know, it's all good. <laughs> How are you? You know, I'm good. Today was a was a a harder day than others, but I'm here and I'm making it and I'm excited to be talking to you because I'm sure I'll leave feeling a little bit more inspired. So that's always good. (laughs) It's like it happened on the best day, you know, having a, you always are the one to pick me up. So I'm glad we get to chat tonight. And that's what I was saying before we, I started, um, calling you is we decided finally I got you in to this podcast so people could listen to our conversations. How do you feel about it? Uh, I am glad to be doing something with you. Not sure the world needs another podcast, but uh, if I can be helpful, I think it'd be great. Anything I do with you is okay. With me. <laughs> well, I'm excited and I feel like a lot of other people are too. So um, something that we're going to do that I know you don't love doing. I love doing this though, is talking about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Since you were born, you came out of the womb saying, here I am. <laughs> You know, funny story real quick. Um, (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, I have an an older son named Gideon. He's six and he plays basketball. uh, Dad actually got to watch him play last weekend. That's a whole nother story. But anyways, the first game they did like a a run out where, you know, um, they announced and Gideon, blah, blah, blah. And then he runs out and he was like all about it, just like prancing out and excited. And afterwards, one of the other little kids, he had been super shy. And the mom said that it was because of the run out. Like he didn't want to be announced. And I looked at Gideon and I said, you know, not all people are like us. (laughs) They don't like the attention where they want people calling their name. But uh, Gideon and I don't have that problem, so. <laughs> no, you do not. That is for sure. I love it about you, too. Anyways, it's fine. <laughs> well, so, you know, going on for a lot of years, I'm 34. So for at least 30 years, we have been having conversations um, throughout our life. And they have evolved. And now they're to a place where I feel like I would say you are one of the wisest people I know, someone I love to call and ask advice for, but, um, it didn't always start out that way. Not that you weren't wise, but our relationship has changed some. And so I kind of wanted to talk about with our new listeners, um, from talk about where we started, how our relationship has grown. And then I want them to hear a little bit of your story and why you are so easy to talk to and empathetic 
for other people mm-hmm. in a safe place. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I think I've, if you say I'm empathetic, which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, I would say a 30 plus year battle with anxiety and panic disorder makes you fully aware of your own weakness, uh, your uh, inability to get climb hills by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was telling your mother in fact, today, we were, no, it was yesterday. We were watching some something on TV and the, the, in this show we were watching the little counselor had told the lady, just they put a rubber band every time you start feeling this way, pull that rubber band. And I looked at your mom and I went, we were on a houseboat trip when the kids were little with some of our friends from church. And I had one of those rubber bands. She said, I don't, I didn't know. And I said, yeah, there's part of that. You have to walk by yourself. And, uh, so, I mean, it's a long way of saying it's been a, you know, been a hard journey sometimes. And so I think part of that for me, the gift of it has been, I feel pretty in touch with other people's pain. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like though a lot of people, I I don't think you give yourself enough credit because a lot of people do struggle and don't feel comfortable talking about it, especially from the kind of platform that you have. I mean, um, you founded Cross Timbers. It's a large church and lots of people looking at you, you know, and, and yet you've still been pretty open with your anxiety, um, struggles and everything else, even struggles. I mean, from as far as just being a dad and a husband and everything, but including anxiety. So do you feel like that's something God gave you just to be open with who you are? First part of that question. And second part is when did you feel called, like what prompted you to share about your anxiety? Because a lot of people, I think, feel a little bit shameful to talk about it even today, which it's, 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 it feels very common, but still people today don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You know, I connect so much with those famous words of Paul in second Corinthians, where he talks about having this thorn in the flesh and asking God to take it away. And God said, no. And we kind of just for many years, just passed over that, you know, my grace is sufficient. My power made perfect in weakness, but you stop and think about the greatest missionary, this side of Jesus had one request and God said, no. Mm-hmm. So I've had people want to debate me about, did God give it to you? Did God allow it? I don't care. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is he has said, my grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do know this. I sometimes shudder to think what, uh, how I would see people in my world if I hadn't had this battle. Yeah. I really do. I think, uh, you know, but I think I've told you this before, but one of my greatest struggles uh, in my early counseling days was I was worried about you and Ross. I just would say, I just, I don't, I don't want to mess them up. I don't want them to fight the same battles. And my counselor would just smile and look at me and say, the greatest gifts you can give them is a healthy you. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, the times you felt overwhelmed. I think a lot of the reasons you're willing to talk to me is because 
you know that I understand. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I have this great, I think the universal fear uh, for everybody is if we're fully known, we won't be fully loved. I mean, that's a lie from the enemy that works because the Bible says that until you're fully known, you can't be fully loved. Yeah. And so my only weapon against that fear is to be honest about where I am and uh, not own how people will receive that. Yeah. And well, you, so I'm, I'm trying to make that a practice in my life. Well, you do a great job. And I mean, I feel like you and I have always connected because we're very similar. <laughs> and as much as yeah. growing up, I was like, no, we're not. Definitely every year I see that we definitely are copy paste type of personality. Um, but I sorry, Dally. <laughs> okay. I got Howard over here that probably listening in. I brought her over here to protect me. Now she wants to go out. Anyways, um, so I I feel like we've always connected, but I can remember a specific time after Grant and I first got married that I we would move to Mississippi where we live now and I knew nobody and I didn't have a job and it was a very lonely time and I would downward spiral spiral very easily just but within my mind, you know, like nobody, nobody would know. And I remember calling you and you just got it. Like, I didn't have to explain it. Um, I felt very much like I, I didn't have the words even until Grant, my husband, but like you knew, and that was super comforting to me. And I feel like, and then you encouraged me, you helped me find a counselor. Like you took care of me. I felt so I've always felt taken care of by you. But in that moment, I felt very understood and taken care of. And I feel like we've, that was like a special connection we've had. And now, and since then, when, when I'm struggling, definitely I call you and you, you get it and you're, you don't, you just know, we know how to talk with one another. And I think it's a unique um, relationship we have and something that I don't, I think I know I've taken for granted. And, and I feel like a lot of people are going to, to be able to listen to just our normal conversations that seem normal to us will be encouraging to a lot of people. And so I'm, I'm grateful that you are willing to take the time to talk to me and just share some of your nuggets of wisdom, um, with other people through this. <laughs> so it's going well, to be, you're, you're, you are very sweet and, uh, you know, there's nothing for a dad. Uh, it's greater than the relationship you have with your adult kids and your mom and I were at dinner tonight and uh, cause it was her not to cook. So we went out yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just telling her, how God had answered so many of my prayers through the years for uh, a strong relationship with you guys as adults. And uh, I'm grateful for it too. I'm grateful that I'm one of the people you call mm. and I'm grateful that God has shown me through my own struggle that I don't need to jump into solutions so quickly. Yeah. It's what men, men have a hard time with that, right? Well, let me just fix it. Yeah. And when you live with something that hadn't been fixed for so many years, it's like, man, I don't need somebody to fix. It. I just need somebody to be there mm -hmm. and to hear my heart. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think I was thinking today just about dads of young kids and, what a great gift it is just their presence with their kids and not having to fix their problems in the moment and get so prescriptive that they don't identify, you know, mm -hmm. the pain their kids are feeling. And I miss that a lot with you guys. And a lot of it is born out of this 
paternal, even maternal for moms is wanting our kids not to hurt. Yeah. And yet you look at my life, man, you know, 58 plus years, it's the hurt that shaped me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes the very things that we run from are the very things God wants to use Mm -hmm. to shape us in his image. Mm-hmm. So that part of it, you know, for me is, I think you, uh, you, you get to my age and my life station and you, you just start realizing things because it's these patterns that have repeated over and over and over again yeah. that you begin to be aware of. Oh, I see how that works. <laughs> well, thankfully we get to glean from your wisdom. <laughs> I want to like encourage anybody that's listening to though, that has young kids or older kids, or I don't know what, maybe you don't have kids, but you know, our relationship hasn't always been perfect either. I mean, we've definitely butted heads a lot, um, a especially in the teenage years. Well, that's my memory, but I know we have skewed views, but, but, but yet like we're still where we are today. And I think that, that is so encouraging when I look at my kids, they're young, you know, but I'm like, when I worry about things that I've said to them or whatever, like it's the Lord redeems those things. And so I just, I just think the way that he's like intertwined us is such a testament to uh, your faith. And then the way you raised us and that that's encouraged. I want to encourage other people that even if it's hard and, and not to look at us and think like we've got it all together. Cause I mean, we still don't, our relationship isn't perfect, but it is unique and we get to have really cool conversations around things. And we have a great, I think we communicate well together. So, um, I just, I'm, I know you're this way, but I'm always very aware of people. I want them to feel like, we're not, you know, like off, off, us that we're being authentic and, and that we're not just putting on a front. This is going to be real conversations that yeah. we would honestly have, you know. We could take 20 or so minutes and just talk about all of our fights through the years if that would make, you know, everybody listening. No, go, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I understand that. <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for another day. <laughs> But what you, you know, what you said a minute ago, B, seriously, uh, I hear it all the time. It's there's young moms, especially that's who I talk to a lot. And, uh, there's this fear of messing their kids up or getting it right. Uh, man, God's grace is in that too, right? I could sit here and I mean, no kidding. I could take 30 minutes ago. Okay. Here's all the ways I missed it through the years. You know, I wish I'd have done this differently. I wish I'd have done this differently. But man, our like our relationship is a testimony, God's grace. And I just don't want people to miss the beauty of the moment they're in because they're so worried about what they did yesterday. And just to rest in the fact that, you know, Gideon knows you love him and he yeah. knows that that, you know, I'm his dog and he's my dog. It, but it doesn't mean that, you know there's not going to be a problem. There's not going to be a way like parenting is the only place people think they have to be perfect <laughs> and you don't. And I think that's, that's, that's the thing is man, God's grace is sufficient for your weakness as a mom and your weakness as a father. And because God loves your kids, God lets them experience pain too, <laughs> you know? And sometimes it's, 
I mean, God will leverage your mistake and the pain it caused your kid for something good in his life uh, at some level. And I've seen that with my mom and dad. And, you know, my dad, like, you know, he's your hero. And I love my dad. I'm so grateful for our friendship. But, you know, as when I was a kid, dad's affection level for a guy who that's my level, he was low, man. Mm-hmm. And when dad was drunk on morphine after he was getting some procedure done a few years ago, he told me his dad hugged him twice his whole life. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, wow. Based on that, dad did pretty good. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and so there's a grace that I have for my parents that I want to give myself so that I can give it to you mm-hmm. so that like you're just not so uptight about it. You're not, it's not the end of the world when your son gets suspended from the bus for a couple of days. And it doesn't mean it doesn't bother you, but it's like the world's not ending. And the time you lost your temper a little bit and like, she'll get, she'll build a bridge and get over it. And it's, it don't let moments in time define all of these years together. That's what I want to encourage young moms and dads in is, uh, you know, man, I, I look, I'm looking at the finish line here in a few weeks since my role as the founder and pastor here. And I look back and go, golly, man, I know all the places I blew it. And God has been so faithful to me. Yeah. And I think about you and I think about Ross and Grant and Michelle and like the goal isn't perfection. The goal is man, just a heart that keeps turning back toward him and your kids and that you rest in the sufficiency of God, not your perfection as a mama. Yeah. That's a good word. I definitely need to hear that since yes, my kid got suspended from the bus today. Oh, you know what? Hey baby, here's the thing. Like you ought to be sad about it. It ought to frustrate you, but like you shouldn't feel embarrassment or shame because your six-year-old acted like a six-year-old. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole podcast over that because I definitely struggle with that. And I think a lot of people do too. So we need to bookmark that because I I could ask you so many questions about that, like connecting your worth to how your kids act, Mm -hmm. but we're running out of time. So, you know, we want people to come back. So let's leave. Yeah. You want me to, you want me to come back. I want you to come back. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I feel like at the end of every episode, I want to ask you one question and, and I, I want to ask you like, if whoever was listening today, um, what do you feel like what, if they didn't like hear anything that we had to say, but they were, there was one thing that you want to say to them that they'll remember leave and tell somebody else today, what would that be? that God uses broken crayons to color beautiful stuff. Yeah. Uh, He does, man. He uses not our headlines, man. Uh, He uses the stuff we, we, you know, weren't, it wasn't in our story. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tearing up because you called me late and I cry like a girl late, but (laughs) just there's so much tension and pressure in our world today 
so many ways. And I think because so many things are out of our control, it's like, well, I can control this. And the fact of the matter is God uses your brokenness, man. And, uh, he leverages crap for good. Mm. And so lay your head down tonight, sweet girl. Mm. And, uh, and rest knowing you're his favorite. Well, thanks, Dad. Same time next week. Can we do just a little bit earlier? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. on the edge of a coma, and maybe I won't, you know, cry like a fifth grade girl at recess. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> we we got to let these people know that one of our uh, little traditions over the last six years since Gideon, our firstborn, was born, he used to. We'd say, uh, love you, Gideon. He'd say, love you. <laughs> so like when a real term of endearment for us is I'll say to Bailey, uh, see you later, B. Love you. <laughs> yes. So as we sign off, as Giddy always says, love you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Um, I did not know we were going to need some tissues for that episode. I'm so sorry, (laughs) but I guess that's to be expected with my dad, to be honest. And maybe from here on out, just have some tissues handy. But anyways, we're so glad you were able to peep in and listen to our conversation. And we look forward to all the episodes to come. And if you ever want just a daily dose of encouragement, go to my dad's Instagram at Toby M. Slough. He posts some awesome reels of encouragement and has the best newsletter that you can subscribe to. So we will catch you next week.